Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What you're about to hear is a life-changing word from God through Pastor Steve Allen Sr. of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. Enjoy the message and be blessed in the Lord. So Hebrews chapter 10, we're going back there. Uh, last week we started um, a series, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 35. Uh, we're talking about confidence, the springboard to success. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 35 says this, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. The Amplified Version of the Bible says, Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of Reward. Now we're continuing this study um, on confidence. We said that confidence is the key to success. Um, in our first lesson, we defined the word confidence, and we said that it's a firm belief that you have in your God-given abilities, which translates um, into assurance that will achieve that you will achieve a desired goal. Uh, then we began to deal with the question: Why is confidence important? And the reason, we, uh, the reason we dealt with on, on Wednesday, we said it, it's important because a firm belief in yourself produces courageous living, which glorifies God and demonstrates your faith in God. Uh, we also dealt with how important it is for us to have confidence in ourselves. And actually, it's impossible to have confidence in God and not have confidence in yourself. You've got to trust the God in you. God is on the inside of you. Philippians 1 and 6 says that God has begun a good work in you and he will finish. Come on, somebody said God's going to finish what he started. Now, I'm going to give you the second reason tonight why confidence is important. And that is confidence will take you further than talent, training, education, skills, or good looks. Did you, did you get that? Confidence will take you further than talent, training, education, skills, or good looks. Now, all of these things are good, and you should have training, and you should have education, but you need confidence. These other things are things that you should have, but you need confidence. Go, go to Acts 4 and 13 for me. Acts chapter 4 and verse number 13. Hallelujah. Listen to what it says. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Now look at this text. It says when they saw the boldness, boldness is confidence, they perceived that they had no special training or no formal education. But there was something about the way they carried themselves. 
You see, even if you have talent and if you have training and if you have education and you have skills or good looks, a lack of confidence will undermine your credentials. I've known people who had great talent and, and a lot of education, but they struggled with insecurity. You see, you have to believe in your God-given abilities and believe that you can do whatever you've assigned, what God has assigned your hand to do. Come on, let me hear you say, I can do it. You've got to believe, you've got to have confidence. You can have all of these other things and not have confidence and you can undermine those things. Let's say if you are, you have a great voice and you're, you can sing better than anybody. But if you don't have confidence, it will under, undermine that talent. You ever saw a speaker get up and the speaker wasn't confident and was I was I used to be like that when I when I was uh, when I first started preaching I, I'm just gonna be real with you I was I was so nervous I'm telling you and uh, and that's why that's why you know as preachers sometimes we want to hear back from folk come on talk to me. I need, I need to. I need to know. I need to know you. You hear me, you know. So we'll, we'll say things like that. Did you hear me? Yeah, because you know, I, I need. We we need. To, we feed off of that. You know, kind of like the, the president last night. He said three words, and fellow Americans. He, need, he needed that. I had a lack, lack of confidence when I started, first started preaching. Now, you ain't got to say nothing. <laughs> I'm still going to say what the Lord has told me to say. Because I'm confident in what I'm doing. I know God called me to do what I'm doing. And I'm telling you what he told me to tell you. So I don't have anything to worry about. And it does make a difference. It does make a difference when you're confident in what you're saying. Another reason that confidence is important. Listen to this. Confidence will arrest people's attention and force them to listen to you. The scripture says that when they saw Peter and John's boldness, they marveled and took knowledge of them. That word marveled means to be amazed. And as I studied the word marveled, I found out that it also means to admire. You see, when they saw their confidence, it arrested their attention and forced them to listen to them. Did you hear me? Now, I, I love the fact that the scripture says when they saw their boldness because you can see confidence. Again, whether a person is talking, teaching, preaching, singing, performing, uh, whatever it is, you can see confidence. Confidence has a way of grabbing folks' attention and forcing them to listen to you. I told y'all last week that uh, I was such a confident young man that it Force first lady to listen to me. 
she had to hear what I was saying because I was so confident. And because I was confident, it arrested her attention. It arrested. She had somebody else trying to talk to her. But because of my confidence, I arrested and I, I, I turned her focus away from your own glory to God. Confidence will arrest the attention of people. Now, on the other hand, you can see insecurity. So the question today is, what does a confident person really look like? And I I have a great example for you today. I want you to go to 1 Samuel. uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17. And uh, we'll start, we'll read verses 45, 46, and 47. 1 Samuel chapter 17, uh, verses 45 through 47. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou come to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistine this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all, the assembly, and, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Hallelujah to God. Now, for the sake of time, I, I can't read this entire story uh, in this book, uh, but here in, in 1 Samuel chapter 17 is recorded the, the famous, one of the most famous battles of the Old Testament, uh, David here represents the confident person. And uh, you can read this 17th chapter later when you get home. But as I read this chapter, I came up with several traits of the confident person. And I want you to listen to this. Goliath comes out and he challenges the entire army of Israel. He stands in the valley of Elah and he shouts, give me a man. He says, What I want is, I want you to send out a warrior, and we're going to fight one-on-one. And if he wins, we will serve you. But if I win, you'll serve me, or y'all will serve us. He says, now give me a man. And the Bible says that all of Israel was terrified. And here comes little David, coming from feeding the father's sheep. And this giant comes out and he goes through this same intimidating tactic. But this time, David heard him. Everybody else is running. But David is confident. And as I, as I look at this story, the first trait I see of a confident person is, and listen to this, confident people view situations a certain way. See, David saw opportunity for advancement while everybody else saw failure. David asked a question. You can read it in verse number 26. 
What's going to happen to the man that defeats this giant? And you know, that was just so awesome. Instead of him saying, I wonder if I can defeat this giant, he says, what's going to happen to the man that defeats this? In other words, what he's saying is, what am I going to get for defeating this giant? And they said to him, well, you'll get the king's daughter in marriage, and uh, your father's house is going to be exempted from taxes, and then you'll get a lot of wealth. So when everybody else saw an opportunity for failure, David saw an opportunity for advancement. And see, and what I'm trying to tell you and communicate to you today is when you really trust God, and not only trust God, but you trust the God in yourself, you will view even bad situations as good. We, we closed out last week saying that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord. So when you really trust God and trust the God in you, you will, you will start to view things differently. And even things that look bad, you'll start looking at those things and say, yeah, this looks bad, but it's going to turn out for my good. And I'm going to tell you something. Every time I run into a hard place, and we all do, Every time I run into a hard place, you know what I say? God's going to get some glory out of this. God will get an opportunity to show him. And somebody needs to listen to this tonight. You're dealing with something right now, but you need to start confessing right now that God is going to get some glory out of this situation. The confident person. Secondly, confident people respond to criticism a certain way. Now, in verses 28 through 30, David's talking to everybody about this giant, and his brother Eliab heard him, and uh, he got angry with David because of David's confidence. You know, sometimes people will get angry with you when you're a confident person, but confident people respond differently. Look look at right there at verses 28 uh, through 30 in in, uh, 1 Samuel 17. Listen to this. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David and said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom have thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? Now, now he's worrying about the sheep. And there's a giant before them. I know, listen to this, I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come down that thou might have seen the battle. And David says, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? And listen to this. And he turned from him toward another and spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. In other words, he turned away from his brother. He, turned, he ignored it. He, David ignored his brother's criticism because, listen to this, some criticism doesn't come to help you. See, there's a difference between constructive and destructive criticism. Constructive criticism, uh, uh, sometimes it won't feel good, but its ultimate goal is to build up. But destructive criticism is rooted in a person's insecurities, and you have to learn how to ignore insecure people. 
confident people don't allow themselves to get distracted. David turned from his brother and started talking to somebody else. And when you're confident, you'll ignore destructive criticism and you'll keep moving forward. And let me tell you something. Whenever you're doing anything, you're going to be criticized. You're going to cause people, you know, when people start talking about things, man, that's just like, oh, God, I must be on the right road. Let them talk. That fuels my fire. I'm not going to allow destructive criticism to stop me from going forward. Somebody needs to hear that. Let them bump their gums. Bump their gums. Holly Grove will show up, boy, I tell you. Let them talk. Let them talk. You keep moving forward. You know, one thing I found out about people, they line up after manifestation. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure Eliab was talking all that noise, but once David defeated this giant, he was the first one, oh, I knew my brother could handle it. So, man, look, you can't let people stop you. You got to keep moving forward. Tell your neighbor, say, you got to keep moving forward. Tell them, say, don't let criticism stop you. Most of the time people criticize you because you're doing something that they can't do. Or don't have the courage to do. Thirdly, listen to this. Confident people respond to a no a certain way. How do you respond to a no? David was doing all this talking and somebody went and told Saul. Saul says, bring David here. David goes to Saul. He says, you don't have to worry. Your servant here will fight the giant. And Saul says, now listen, you're just a kid. And this is a man of war. And basically he was telling David, no, no, you can't do that. And my question is, how do you respond to a no. Confident people, please listen to this. Confident people believe that a no now doesn't mean a no next time. Now, 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 now let me balance this out. Let me balance this out. I'm not talking about usurping somebody else's will. Uh, you know, well, you know, I, well, I want her. Or I want him. And I'm not taking no for an answer. No, that's not what I'm talking about. In that case, no means no. Did you hear me? So I said, I have to, I have to be clear in my teaching. So I don't want you to leave here today saying, well, Pastor Allen said that I shouldn't take no for an answer uh, from you about this relationship. So, you know, you, 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 you ain't leaving. And you try to force somebody to like you. That's not confidence. That's stalking. And that, that, that leads to conviction. <laughs> that leads to jail time. In that situation, no means no. I have no stalkers here, do I? Yeah, I'm going to be clear. I'm going to be clear in that. Now, you, somebody didn't tell you, look, I don't want to be bothered with you. You out there sitting in front of their house. <laughs> Going somewhere? <laughs> they're on their job they, they get to work in the morning 
And you, you know, you work 10 miles away and they get out of their car and there you are. Good morning. That's when you call that man right there. <laughs> but what, what I'm talking about, what I'm talking about is in life, you're going to be confronted with some no's. You're going to, you may apply for some stuff and folks say no. You may, you may apply for a job and they say no, but confident people respond differently because no now does not mean no next time. Anybody, anybody ever been told no about something, but you kept on believing and you kept on pressing and you kept on and then that no turned into a yes. I was, I was just talking about it last week, man, when I was 16 years old. I would walk past this jewelry store. I, I, I first got introduced to the jewelry store because I was buying a promise ring for my little girlfriend at that time. And uh, I, I would put $10 a week on a layaway. I sure did. I bought a promise ring. Very young kid. $10 a week. Gave the girl a promise ring. Later on, her sister was wearing it on a chain. Her name was Crystal Bickham. How you like me now, Crystal? But anyway, I, I went, but anyway, uh, 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 but I, but I went to the, I went to the store, and I asked a man to give me a job, and the man told me I was too young to work there. So every time I went in to pay on my ring, I said, I want a job. I was so persistent. I kept asking and I kept asking until he says, I tell you what, you can come work for Christmas in the stock room during Christmas. So I kept on asking and I was persistent and I was confident even as a kid that his no changed. No in the beginning didn't mean no forever. Oh, man. Confident people, number four, confident people encourage themselves by rehearsing past successes and remembering God's faithfulness. Did you hear that? Confident people encourage themselves by rehearsing past successes and remember, remembering God's faithfulness. Uh, a confident person can encourage himself. You see, you're not going to always have folk affirming you. You're not going to always have folk talking about how wonderful you are. And, and what David did was he encouraged himself by rehearsing his past victories. He said, there was a lion that came out to get the sheep. And God helped me with that lion. There was a bear that came out and God helped me with that bear. I don't see why he won't help me with this giant. Oh God, you don't you ain't hear me. See, you gotta learn how to encourage yourself. You know, I was sick one time and God healed me. I was broke one time and God paid my bills. I was I was depressed and God gave me joy. I don't know why he'll change on me today. Whatever you're dealing with, you need to rehearse your 
past victories and think about all the stuff that God has already done for you. For you. See, that's one thing the devil does not want you to do. The devil wants you to forget about all the stuff that God has already done for you because if you forget about the stuff that God has already done for you, the thing that you're dealing with now becomes really big. But when you remember all that God has already done for you, as a matter of fact, some of you right now are dealing with stuff that's not as great as stuff that God has already delivered you from. And if he did it for you yesterday, he'll do it again. You've got to learn how to encourage yourself. If you're waiting for folk to pick you up, you're going to always be down. David got to encouraging himself, and he, he was encouraging himself so much that Saul even said, okay. His confidence in himself changed Saul's no to a yes. You've got to encourage yourself. People are, you're not going to be in, in the church service all the time. You ain't going to be able to touch your neighbor. You're going to have to talk to yourself. You've got to learn how to encourage yourself. Number five. This is different. Confident people dress a certain way. In verse 38 through 40, Saul tried to put his armor on David, but it didn't fit because it wasn't made for him. (laughs) Now, let's, let's talk about personal appearance for a moment. Personal appearance will impact your confidence. See, how you dress and your appearance does something for you emotionally. If you ever start feeling depressed and down, just dress up a little bit. Because your appearance will impact you. It it, it changes your attitude. It'll change your attitude. I mean, sometimes in the middle of the week, my wife will ask me, why you put on a suit? You got something to do? No, no, I ain't. I ain't got nothing to do. But I'm changing my attitude. Because sometimes you just got to just dress up. Not not for anybody else. You got to do it for you. You got to do it for you. Oh, wow. Because your appearance will impact you. Now, not only will it impact you, but listen to this. Your personal appearance will influence what others think about you. And it often impacts their decision about you or concerning you. That's why I tell young folk, when you're going to, on a job interview, make sure that your appearance is straight. You know, and I want you to hear me, young folk. I think sometimes young folk get the wrong message from these rappers and athletes. Because they already got something. And see, when you got something, you can get away with some stuff. But when you're trying to get something and you're trying to get somewhere, people will look at your appearance and make a decision about you. 
going to go on a man's job with your pants sagging? I'll wait. Who you think? Who's going to hire you? You sure couldn't work for me. You come in there with your pants sagging. What's up? What you want? I want an application. An application for what? <laughs> and then, then you want to say, well, I'm just keeping it real. Real unemployed and real broke. Your appearance is important. Somebody didn't like me. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. This, these are life lessons. People wouldn't hire me. And I know why. Because I'm black. No, they didn't hire you because they were afraid. You're not even smiling. You, yeah, I come for a job. A job? This how you gonna handle my customers? May I help you? Oh man, y'all know I'm telling the truth. Go to some of these fast fast food restaurants. These kids are ready to take your head off because you asked for ketchup. Can I get some ketchup? Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Like, baby, are you making commission on, a, you know, how much ketchup you can keep in the house? What? I mean, what is the story with this ketchup? Why? Why won't you give me ketchup? And horrible attitudes. You're afraid to tell them they got your order wrong. This ain't what I ordered. You look up at her, and she's looking down at you. I guess I'll eat it anyway. Number six, let me go. Confident people approach problems and challenges a certain way. Now, they don't, they don't deny the existence of problems. Uh, they don't withdraw and they don't run from problems. And they're not even intimidated by problems, but confident people see problems as an opportunity for God to demonstrate his power through them. Listen to this. You, you got to get this. You are not going to be defined by the easy situations in your life. The thing that defined David was Goliath. It was a giant. No one had ever heard of David until Goliath came on the scene. 
See, your success will be defined by your ability to handle problems. Did you hear me? See, when you're a confident person, you don't run from your problems. David didn't run from Goliath. He ran towards him. So you, you're going to be defined by the victories that you had. Oh, my God. You're going to be defined by stuff that you've come through. You're not, those easy, those easy uh, places in your life, they're not defining you. It's those things that God has brought you through that's really defining your life. And it makes, it makes you stronger spiritually. That's why I don't doubt God because I know too much about God. So now when I face a problem, I'm not doubting him because I've, I've got experience with God. Hallelujah to God. Now let me, I'm going to close with this. I want to give you four qualities of a confident person or, or the mindset of a confident person. The first one is they are comfortable in their own skin. Are you comfortable just being you? Is there anyone that you would rather be than yourself? David was a rock thrower. So there was no need of him trying to get a sword when he was a rock thrower. Are you comfortable in, the, in your own skin? Or do you need the crowd to tell you who you are? Confident people are leaders. And leaders don't act like everybody else. Saul's trying to give him a sword. He's like, no, nah, I don't do swords. I'm a rock thrower. <laughs> That's who I am. I'm a rock thrower. I'm confident in who I am. I'll never forget. I, I, I just thought about something. I remember Eddie a couple of years ago uh, when he first came and he started wearing bow ties. And man, all the guys was just giving him a hard time. Hey, Eddie. I said, I'm a my brother. Hey, Eddie, every Sunday he comes in, hey, you got any bean pies? And Eddie just kept on wearing his bow ties because he was confident in who he was. And not long after, other guys started wearing bow ties. So you got to just be who you are. Number two, the mindset of the confident person. They, are, they purposefully seek the wisdom and in, input and cooperation of others. You see, a real confident person does not mind getting information from folk that know. All right. See who, see who got light, huh? I just, I'm just giving you a Bible, you know. I mean, Exodus, in Exodus chapter 9, you know, there was darkness all over the land. But in Goshen, where God's children were, there was still life. So anyway. <laughs> Let me go back to my second point again. The mindset of a confident person, they purpose, purpose, uh, purpose, on purpose, they seek the wisdom, input, and cooperation of others. When you are really a confident person, you'll gather information from wherever you can. 
But when you're insecure, you fake like you already know. You see, a confident person understands that I know what I know, but if I get what you know, then I'll know what I know plus what you know. I'm better because of it. But when you're not confident, oh, you want to fake like you know. You, want, you, you jump into conversations and just trying to tag on and, and hopefully nobody asks you a question. You don't know. If you don't know, let me tell you one thing I've learned. When you're in the midst of wisdom, be quiet. Thirdly, the mindset of a confident person. They expect and welcome constructive feedback. You see, a confident person understands that feedback is essential to personal growth. When you're confident, you don't get offended when somebody shows you your fault. Because you want to get better. Did you hear me? When you're a confident person, you don't get offended when people show you your faults. Because you want to be better. Somebody shout, I want to be better. Number four, and this is, I'll close right here. The mindset of the confident person. They are committed to the empowerment of others. They are committed to sharing their knowledge, their skills, and their experiences with others. See, my success, if I'm confident, is not defined by just what I achieve. But my success is really defined by how I help somebody else to achieve. <laughs> my, uh, my mentor opens his life up to me. He shares with me everything he knows. He gives me all the material that he has because he's not trying to hold stuff close to his vest. He says to me, son, I want to expose you to everything I have because it's about the kingdom. It's not about me looking like I'm smarter than you. It's about you helping the people where you are. I'm helping the people where I am and the kingdom is growing all over this world. Now that's not, I I hate to say, but that's not the case with everybody. Some folk uh, have the attitude, I got mine, you get yours. I had to go through this to get here. That's not, that's not God's way. If you can help somebody get to another level, you should help them. It's not going to take anything off of you to help somebody else get to the next level. It's only going to bless you because you are doing what God would have you to do. But when you're insecure, you feel like somebody's going to take something from you. I ain't going to tell him this. I'm not going to say it. I have, um, I have, um, uh, how, I have somebody I know that will get all of my CDs and will preach all of my series, God series. And then they'll come back and tell me about what they preached. Boy, I told them this today. And I'm saying, yeah. 
Yeah, and I told him this too, and I told him this. And I said, really? But you know what? That doesn't bother me at all. Because if it's helping people. See, see one thing, you, let me help y'all out. Let me help you out. Nobody's original. Everybody's getting something from somebody. <laughs> yeah. And look, if you didn't hear it from a person, you heard it from the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so, so you still get no credit. And it shouldn't be about that anyway. And when you're confident, you don't care about that. You just want to increase the kingdom. All about the kingdom. We're going to continue this series on next week. That was a good lesson tonight. I'm actually awake now. like four minutes and 30 seconds left. I could talk a little more. But I'm going to stand. I want y'all to stand. Look, I already cut the lights out on me. <laughs> you hold somebody's hand? Let's pray. Father, we come to you now in the name of Jesus. We thank you now for your word. And again, we say to you that we're not just hearers, but we're doers of your word. We take this word, we apply this word to our lives, and we shall see results in the name of Jesus. Thank you for every person in this place tonight. Thank you for every home that's represented in this place tonight. Thank you for every man of God, every woman of God. Thank you for the plan and the purpose that you have. We hope the word you've just heard has blessed you. If you'd like to order other messages or series, please go online to destinychristian.org or call 985-653-9006. Thank you for being a part of this ministry. Destiny Christian Center. Destiny demands diligence, so never quit. God bless you.